Welcome to Camera Ready and Able, the podcast that explores the intersection of media change and personal growth. I'm your host, Barbara Barna Abel, and my calling is to help you tap into your superpowers, hone your message, and make an impact on the world. This episode is brought to you by the phrase, how to get discovered, which translates here to make it easy for people to find you. My guest for this episode is returning champion and my treasured friend, Vinny Potestivo, who has taught me a thing or 10 about the importance of discoverability in a crowded marketplace. If you are new to Camera Ready and Able, Vinny is a marketing genius who connects dots I don't even see. Vinny is a multimedia advisor, celebrity brand executive, the host of the I Have a Podcast podcast, and the founder of Vinny Potestivo Entertainment. Welcome back, Vinny. You are a wordsmith. I always love the words you choose to use. <laughs> Thank you. Well, yeah, of course. So speaking of words, how do you define discoverability? Oh, um, okay. So discoverability for me, I, I oh gosh, I think of it as a math equation. Take away the fun, I put science to it. I think discoverability is, is simply put is exposure times action. The ability to be discovered, to be seen, the exposure piece, and then there has to be action. Um, whether that is, you know, maybe uh, if I if I want a job and I'm trying to get discovered for a job, the the exposure piece might be my resume. The action part is my email address or my phone number, um, and it changes, right? So how we get discovered and what action we want people to take changes depending on. The, the given circumstances. But for me, it all comes down to exposure and the ability to give somebody the opportunity to take action on what they found. Okay, wait, I'm going to sit back. I want some clarification for yeah. all of us who already are having our heads spin. You're already, you're thinking ways like, what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So discoverability, it, it's most simple is the ability to be discovered. I was really interested, let me say, is this notion of action. So mm -hmm. there's intent, but you have to do something to make it happen. And then, and then action is actually broken into two steps. There's the action you take to be discovered. And then this is the magic. This is the super seasoning that you really taught. What is the action you want the receiver or the, oh, yeah. the other end to take as a result of having discovered you? And I'm like, already my mind is constantly blown. And I... In, use this phrase all the time now with everyone I, in every podcast is what you taught me is the, and then what, and then oh, yeah. what, and then, and then what? Okay, so to back well, I learned that from, from Ashton Kutcher. What was that movie? And then, and then, <laughs> yeah, I think that, you know, I thought about discoverability for my, our, I mean, our very, our entire career is literally predicated on, on discovering us, discovering people talent or people's talent, and then allowing our producers, our partners, our collaborators, the, the people who we're serving to also discover what we've discovered, but discover in their, their own sense of the imagination. Uh, and discovery for me, it, again, it's not just about being famous. You know, I, we certainly can talk about discovery in the sense of how to build a celebrity brand, but in, in a very sort of mundane usage of it, discovery truly does come down to being show, showing up, somehow making a visible, audible, uh, sensorial connection with somebody and then allowing them to do something with that. That's incredible. One example, just mundane for anybody listening who's trying to play along or figure out what we're talking about, <laughs> because going back to the casting side. So, you know, for us, 
I used to say to people all the time, it's like, yes, put your, your materials out there or to quote Brian Pataka, who was a recent guest on the podcast is that marketing is sharing your gifts, which I, I can't get enough of. And I love saying that over and over again. So I'm always encouraging people share your gifts, make sure you're everywhere on every platform that makes sense for your audience to be able to find you. That's really important. So going back to our casting director days, I remember going to, you know, and it still happens going to websites it happens a lot with writers and certain people I admire, they'd have a website and some of their writing would be there, but no contact information. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I'm like, why would you do that? Why, why did you spend hundreds of dollars in creating a reel? And maybe back, back in the day, maybe there was a sticker on the VHS tape that gave us another you know, phone number or email, but, and you didn't put the phone number and email or contact information at the end of the reel. So now you've, you've sold me, you've made your exposure and I have literally no way of taking action on it. If it's funny, I think about it as a casting director back in the day, uh, we were told like, go out and discover talent. And the hardest part about us discovering talent was allowing our producers to feel like they were also discovering something brand new that they most likely were going to take a lot of credit for, but they put a lot online, by the way, and rightfully so. And they put their name and their and their their reputation and their jobs, you know, at stake different differently than maybe at, at, in, in the beginning part of how casting worked. So, so I love this idea of what you just said. Marketing is about sharing your gifts. I would say discoverability is about sharing your gifts in a way that allows you to repackage or or, or prepackage, you know, it, so that it can be shared again and again and again. Okay, so now we've introduced another idea. So part of the action is to allow people to share what you're putting out there, which I, oh yes, right. Okay, so now again practical version of this, because some people might say, I'm not a content creator. So why do I care about somebody sharing? I'm like, I hear you there. But here's an example. If you're a job hunter, mm-hmm. or you have some kind of product is that so within the job space, because this comes up for casting, but also in the talent spotting that I do for clients, you know, companies and organizations that has nothing to do with the on camera is I find someone and then I share resume, video, website, magazine article, whatever I found about somebody that might be interesting to my client, I have shared that. So that's a really great example of how we share. And again, back to the practical old school day, pre-digital, when you made that pretty package, and sometimes people still do with the idea of making a press kit or some kind of pretty thing together. Mm -hmm. If your contact information isn't on every piece or asset that you send, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage because those pieces get separated for any number of reasons. Don't guarantee that the whole package gets sent along. Yeah. Do you know what they say then? Then they watch this great reel of you being interviewed by these awesome people. And they say, we have no contact information for her. Yeah, but that one person who interviewed her from the Dallas Morning, she was awesome. Let's reach out to her. You know, you give opportunity for, for other discoverability that isn't necessarily like what you have in mind. So I think- the, the Wait, da- wait, I have to interrupt right there yeah, just please. as a sidebar to se- reference. happens. Nope. <laughs> Babette Perry, another awesome guest on camera, Ready and Able, gave that as one of her suggestions to talent when you're putting together your reel, oh, yeah. is don't put other awesome people in your reel. Yeah, it's true. Because she she I, has given Babette. examples of where she has signed the other awesome person in the reel. Yeah. It was submitted to her going, wow, that person from Dallas, I love them. Let's go reach out to them. So <laughs> it happens. Well, to, it really and, does happen. And it's not just because that person stood out and, and connected with them, but it's because your contact information and what you were putting in front of them, it wasn't large enough. It wasn't big enough 
to overshadow some of the talent that you've worked with. And that happens not just in, in sort of celebrity on camera space. Um, think about discovery. You know, you're an accountant working in an accounting farm. You think, well, why would I need discovery? It's about exposure and action. So the exposure pieces, are you letting your clients know what you know about the changes that have happened um, post pandemic financially? And then the action is, is maybe you would organize a annual meeting online or a, a, a bi-monthly, you know, live um, video conference call that you can invite people to. So the action is you've created an event that they can attend. That's one action, or they can share, by the way, share just, just to get to the good stuff of what we're going to talk about. Sharing is the absolute number one most valuable action that you can let somebody else, that you can set somebody else up to take. And I'll say that again, like the sharing is literally the best thing you can ask of somebody. I don't want you to call me. If you're going to call me, then wait, share my information, and then call me. And now you've continued the domino effect of growth. And it really, it goes, when you and I, again, we'll, we'll look at casting, you know, when we found people's information, we called them, we did all that stuff. What was the number one most viable thing we did with all their contact info? We shared it with the people upstairs who were going to make the hire. It's sharing is literally the number one action. You and, and that goes, we might talk a lot about social media, probably. It's number one on social media. With that. Unfortunately, likes and saves are out there. And those are, for all intents and purposes, dead ends. That's the end of the conversation. You know, how many times have you been in a conversation, a text conversation, and someone gives you the end with the thumbs up emoji? And you're like, ooh, that's, I guess, I guess we've hit the end of this conversation. <laughs> There's literally nothing left to say because they've given me the, the uh, someone gave them the ability to end this conversation with a with an emoji, you know, thumbs up. So okay. so sharing. I, I is have a to interrupt you there. We're going to sit yeah. with this one for a minute because you know this information so well. People listening are hearing this maybe for the first time. Likes are a dead end. But wait, Vinny, we're 10, 15 years into social media. It is so baked into our brains. What do you mean? What do you mean? I like being liked. Right. Well, oh. likes, likes help with, so, so part of our report card on social media, the like piece uh, is a somehow factored into what could happen on our next post. Usually we care most about likes, not because we care about our current post performance, but we care about what's going to be posted next because you're we're, hopefully we're building a story. We're building posts where we're, even if you're not consistent on social and it's just once a month or once a year, how you post last will affect how you post next and the, the amount of audience you reach. Okay. Stop and sit with that. Okay. So, okay. Right. So likes have become important and likes were visible. So likes became a report card. You know, they became the, a way to judge maybe someone's ability to connect with their audience. But look, there's a lot. Okay, we also know there's science behind this. The, the, the whole there's point a of the lot. I was just going to say that. Of this. It's, it, 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 that is what this is all about. So and Musk, into, we have to rewire our brains and actually stop and go, um, likes are, it's not like, like other people, but it's not about that. It's about the discoverability because you're putting something of value out into the world and you're encouraging other people to share that in order to make the world a better place and for you to have an impact. That's what this all boils down to. But it really takes a moment to actually stop and think that through almost every yeah. time because there's no, 
it's like sugar or what or whatever chum in the water that like mm-hmm. it, it, it is a dopamine hit and that's mm-hmm. what happens i don't care how savvy you are it's really you're like oh they like me well again keep in mind that we're we're specifically talking about sharing in in the context of with with discovery being the goal if creating social proof was the goal if sales were the goal then i would have other answers that are more valuable than share specifically for those terms but in terms of discoverability in terms of someone finding you and sharing you in terms of someone finding you and reaching out to you oof, i think about michael buble do you know what michael <laughs> buble here's a great example michael buble launches his career by, and I'm sure there's many steps before this, but I'll grossly overgeneralize this by doing a huge Christmas spectacular show that was huge exposure on a gigantic network. And the best thing that he did afterwards was have an album to sell afterwards. That album didn't only allow people the opportunity to buy the content. They could also buy it and share it. My mom bought it and shared it with us. And now we're sharing actual albums, sharing uh, artist names, sharing tracks. Uh, And these are things that these are, there are shareable pieces to these actions that are not just content. Um, For example, experiences. My mom shared the experience of watching Michael Buble on the Christmas on the Christmas special way before she bought the album. In fact, she takes full credit for for like discovering him. But that's actually she really she really does. And maybe this is where how it got ingrained into into my head. Discoverability is a very personal process, and and we we unlike I hate this example. Of, well, uh, maybe this is a good example. Uh, lots of people discovered America before Columbus, right? <laughs> It was a bad example, but talk about exposure. Let's talk about the exposure he put on, or they, whatever, how the country put on that discovery. That level of exposure turned into political action, and it allowed people to take action that made this discovery of America ultimately a different, maybe most likely a different story than the real reality, but the the version of of the story that we live in now, for sure. And that idea that other people have discovered the Americas before Christopher as a kid might blow my mind. I'm like, how can you discover something more than once? And that's that, you know me, this is the nonlinear piece of my brain that starts thinking, oh, no, everybody had a moment where, you know, what what movie did you discover Sarah Jessica Parker in? Was it Hocus Pocus? Was it sex, you know, sex in the cities? Like, what was your discovery moment of her, you know? And I realized that 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 that's a very personal relationship to have with people. And, and as casting directors, we were setting people up for discovery. Yeah. Part, part of that path meant we had to discover them um, or, or be presented by them. But, but it was really, I feel like our jobs to set them up for discovery. And back then, how do we do that? We would send a submission of four people or six people to our producer. And we knew one of them was in there to make them say yay or nay, a little easier to say no to. One of them was a little closer to what they're looking for and you sort of put them next to each other so they, they can compare wait, wait, Vinny, Now you're giving apples. away, you're giving away <laughs> our trade secrets. Our trade secrets. <laughs> right, the old never put your first choice first. Well, it's action. It's, it's us taking action and saying, let's make sure that we've given them enough, enough um, information that they can say yay or nay. Otherwise, you know, they get us back in the room and it's another 10, 15 people because we didn't give them the ability to take action. Okay, I'm going to back up again. 
because I'm listening to all the sharing and action, which is great. So let's, I just want to recap. Sure. So step one is setting the intention. So two is, so you have to one define for yourself what you want the, and then what to be, meaning what is the action you would like others to take as the result of receiving or having exposure to you, your information, your product. So what are some of the steps? I know it depends on what the result is, but what are some of the steps that we can take to ensure that our discoverability results or our efforts result mm -hmm. in some kind of action step on the receiving end? Oh yeah, sure. Um, it's a bit in the, it's a bit in the alchemy of how, how you present it. So how, how, so your question is, is how do we make sure that the action taken is the action in the direction that we want to go in? For me, I'll say, well, it starts on how and where you discover me. So for me, there are three ways that you can look at exposure amplification, which are platforms that promote you or your content. Maybe you're winning awards. Maybe you're getting credits for things. Maybe you go to some uh, red carpet and they have photos of you. You know, you, if you're not on in front of the camera, that might also look like um, you're winning. <laughs> it's the same exact thing. You're winning awards as in your sales team. You're getting you're getting credit that's due to you. So part of exposure is getting credit. Like when I was at MTV and I've in, in my early twenties and people didn't understand what reality TV was. My, my exposure and action piece was like, I was going around making sure people knew I worked at MTV, making sure they knew what I did. And then they were given my phone number or my email address. And, and, and for me, that that's like an exposure and action. I'm not famous. I'm not impressed. I'm not in front of the camera or, or even behind a mic at that point, but every room I went to, Every real life room I went to was an opportunity for me to expose what I'm working on, who I work for, MTV. And then and the actionable part is call me and 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 then answer, right? So exposure- Sharing your gifts. Share, sh well, that's it, right? sharing. And, and, and again, I just keep going back to this because depending on maybe your personality, but also uh, how you've come up through work is your, your values might be based into the, I do the work and that should speak for itself. And yeah. that's where the discoverability component is lost all over the place. And I, and I can totally relate to that yeah. is that the, the work speaks for itself. That's a great point that you bring up. And I think that's where podcasting comes into play is, mm. is podcasting has created a way for me to expose the content, the, the, the type of stuff I like working on, the, the lessons I've learned, everything that I've learned that no one knows that I know, or my old people haven't seen, I wanted to put it into a place where I can expose, you know, the, the newness that is. And then the actionable part is, you know, be a guest or join, join the conversation or, or, you know, reach out and say, rate this podcast. You know, we give lots of, of actionable ways, but you'll, you'll hear it. We'll always say share, share. Right. The if you like it so much, share it. <laughs> Wait, that's another great point because again, if sometimes we're a little bit uncomfortable with the amplification piece or the notice me, notice me is to connect it back to purpose that when you allow yourself to be discovered or you're, you're playing to your discoverability, you're allowing the people who need to know about you. Yes. The need, the people who, who will find value in what you do be helped by what you do. You're allowing them to find you it's connected to purpose. One of the issues I had in being a guest on podcasts, to be honest, was constantly going to social media and saying, Hey, I'm on this podcast. Cool. Listen, I'm on this podcast. Cool. Listen. 
And I realized how serving self serve it was all about me. Hey, here's what I did. And I expect you to go do something because here's what I did. And I realized how backwards that was. If And for me, the, the, the amplification piece is important. I love guesting on podcasts. Mm-hmm. And what I've landed on was the stories that I tell change. The, the, the facts don't change. The characters don't change, but the stories do. How I feel about what I went through changes. I'm getting closure. <laughs> Good news is the more you tell your story on the podcast, you get closure eventually. And I, my amplification obstacle with being on other people's podcasts was like, it felt braggy. Like I'm a guest, I'm a guest. Mm-hmm. Instead, now what I do is I, I focus on what was so unique and special and specific about that podcast that I want to share. So for the first time ever, I talk about the story and go a little bit deeper, or for the first time ever, I realized X, Y, Z about this experience that I, you know, gosh, how many of us think, think we knew what happened in the past. And then as we're telling the story, we realize, Ooh, maybe I, maybe I changed a couple of facts. Ooh, that, I guess that wasn't (laughs) how, how time has that. So, so, you know, it's a real obstacle. Um, I've heard people even say, I don't want to be a podcast because I just don't want to keep promoting it on my, on social media. And it's like, don't, don't promote your appearance on social, promote how unique and special that conversation was with someone new. The um, value, promote yeah. the value of that conversation. And that's exposure. That's the, ex- when I talk about the alchemy of exposure, that's the alchemy that I'm talking about. If, if I sit here and tell you, Hey, look at me, I'm a guest. And if you now call me X, Y, Z, that's going to be probably a very open-ended result. But if I say for the first time I got emotional, I teared up, I I did more than just tear up and I, I let the floodgates go. And I'm sorry if you, if hearing me sob isn't for you, then don't listen to this podcast. And those are great. Those are great examples of why I would want to, you know, listen to the, just for the rawness and realness. but amplification is important. So amplification Uh, one, what's number two? Distribution, the platforms that play your content. There are, there are three types of media, let's say. There, there are public media, which is news, um, publicly owned channels, uh, cable, television, press, um, print news, um, publicly owned, again, uh, publicly owned and aggregated content is uh, in the public sector. In the social sector, as of now, let's just say there's one section because everything is run through a centralized platform, a centralized meaning one, one place. So twitter.com, instagram.com, facebook.com. So if I post something on there, yes, I have the ability to have it air on other places, but I'm, I'm airing each of those individually and they're, they're siphoned through a centralized platform. So mm-hmm. public media, social media, for example, public media, late night shows. You will always see Jimmy, 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 and Andy trying to get their late night show clips into the social media sphere because that's where it's shareable. Social media is shareable, and I was centralized or decentralized. Social media is shareable, right? Centralized or decentralized to me has a lot to do with rights. I, I don't want to get too too confusing about it. No, but this it. is a really, really, really interesting point. And in looking at who's done certain things very, very well, an obvious example would be James Corden, mm-hmm. because um, it was the shareability of carpool karaoke and other things, right? I mean, it makes a show. Yeah. It's like the in fact. The enormity of the popularity of the segments they created, you know, were outsized compared to how many people are actually watching the show. And it popped in my head. I just would stop for one second, too. It's for anybody listening going, yeah, but I don't know how this is relevant to me. You can actually break this down. And it's the same thing if you have your resume and you're trying to get it out there is the exposure amplifying by asking friends to share your resume 
by amplifying and asking people. Mm-hmm. And so that goes back again to what Brian Pataka said so well, which was about being very clear about the ask. Yeah. I don't care what platform we're sharing on, whether it's personal, I'm trying to put my resume out there or I'm creating content on my socials and whatever I'm doing is that, um, and then we take this all from Marie Forleo, is you, if you confuse, you lose. It's like there needs to be mm, clarity all the time about what you're saying, why you're saying, what does it mean? What's the value to the person receiving it? Because when you're clear on that, right, then your success rate goes up exponentially. Yeah. And James and and Carpool Karaoke is such a a successful um, example. Also, Ellen's Game of Games is a successful. Oh my gosh, of course. Great example. It's so much so that the public sector of media realized the power that the social media shares get so much so that they force the network's force the late night shows to create new games. You're not seeing them do an old version of tic-tac-toe that you can't own, right? You're seeing them create new games that they can premiere in episode, test them out, little tests, you know, a little, a little returning series within episode and in success, they're able to take Apple Podcasts as a sponsor for the Late Late Show, and now make it a title, a, a title uh, presented by, you know, partner in a larger platform. And then keep in mind also the the networks are publicly. Oof, you get me talking about pu- public networks are public. I just want to remind them that you're publicly owned. That's what makes them public networks. They're publicly owned networks. They're that we that are incentivized to earn money. And you might mean that it's stockholders, which is different. Stockholders. Than public, it's different than PBS. Just right. Or, or even A&E, which is like owned by a family. So like not, not on the stock exchange. So mm-hmm. they, they can navigate through certain things. And those public um, broadcast networks all have news departments, news sectors to them, which are built to be cyclones for content. So they're creating content that they can put in their own cyclones so they can get additional distribution and application from their news department. And this leads me to the third part, the third. So there's the exposure is amplification, distribution. Can I jump in on there one second, going back to news? So we is because most people who, if you're watching CNN, like I do on cable, you're not realizing that how many news organizations are crushing it on TikTok. Yeah. And on Snap, the home of Aaron Lynn. Do you know what I mean? And so I just want to bring that up to people who are not aware that the news divisions that have to make money are creating shareable content that they're pushing out all over the traditional socials, but even the newer you know, more Gen Z, zillennial focused. Yeah. Okay, moving on. To- By the way, I said there were there were three types of media, uh, public, uh, social we covered, and then personal, um, okay. blogs, podcasting, the content that we own. Now we still rely on third parties to promote them, but a podcast is a great example of a decentralized piece mm. of content, right? Because it's something that you own, yours is on Podbean. That's where your actual podcast can be seen. That's where the file is on Podbean, but it's also distributed through Google and Apple and Spotify and all the other aggregators and amplifiers. So uh, that that that's that's decentralized. And thank and, you, Professor Vinny. Yeah. I'm just loving my I'm, masterclass. I was just looking at uh, Steve Harvey on on podcasting, and because I, I was I was looking at how how do people, Oprah, Steve, people who own their shows that then go into syndication, right? How do they play? I was wondering how do they play in the personal sector 
of, of content. And I realized that it's just more personable. So the, so for example, like Steve Harvey has a public, the Steve Harvey show, the social media is three, five minute clips of interviews and also some sh fun, short lived clips of interviews on the podcast side in the personal sector of sphere, he's got ask Steve. So every time there's a, a quick question that he takes from the audience is super short, inspirational, short form content, but those three sectors of media public, social, and personal, you're, you're, you're literally vying to be in all three at all times. That's maximum exposure. And again, if you're not looking to be in front of the camera, it's, it's winning leadership awards. It's having, it's winning with, with your team. The distribution piece is very much, it's, a, it's about the people who are supporting you and, and, and maybe some of the relationships you're able to, to bring into, to help to further the message of the content that you're creating. The third one of exposure is the third bucket of exposure is exciting to me. It's kind of the, the sector that I, that's forgotten about, and that's the aggregation component platforms that collate your content. They collect and combine, they curate a lot of C words, um, your content. I'm trying, <laughs> I didn't want to say content after I just said C words, but so there's a, a, a service that we use called Q, uh, vpe.tv slash Q U U U. And basically if you are you or you or me, whoever you are, you go to Q and you say, I want to know about blogs, about personal development. I want to know about, I want blogs that are about marketing and podcasting um, that are, are, you know, with a female host and from a female voice. And I would log into Q and I'll get dozens of blogs that fit that fit that pre-qualification of the tone of voice, the topic that we're looking for that, because my time is limited and, and it's important for me to find, you know, content that a, I can read or B I can share because sharing is without a doubt, ultimately, the largest, you know, way to, to, to grow on social and what Q allows people to do as an aggregator is it, it, it takes your blog. So for example, if you have a podcast, if you have a, a, a sales, a newsletter, if you, you, you create a blog about this and the blog is what gets distributed. The blog is a, a for lack of a better description, a, a web page you know, on the internet that's tied to your specific domain where, where if someone were to land on this blog, it comes back to your page. And by allowing people to discover you on Q, it allows them to get the information they want without needing to know your name, without needing to know the name of your podcast or what places your podcast is on, but it just gets the that blog information. And I have the ability to save it and read it save it and share it or save it and share it to Reddit, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, those, those four platforms, which are really strong in terms of, of content share. So it's like passive income. This is just like passive, the power of like a, a, a passive shareability. I don't know if that's the right word, but it's like, you're allowing yourself to be out there, which I don't know, is this another trade secret? But I mean, you really taught me like the thing is just like update your IMDB. Oh yeah. Another way to be kind of passive and yet discoverable. And I, I loved watching my star rating go up by like 2 million. Millions. <laughs> it was kind of hilarious, but, um, but still powerful. You know, and also, by the way, I'll say this, even if you have nothing to update on IMDb, update it anyway, because it's about, it's about the newness on that platform. It's about that platform having new information. What I mean by if you have nothing to update, but update it anyway, 
go in and delete a credit and then add it back in. Like literally just poke the bear and let IMDb know that you're an active user with current information. All that Google cares about is the most recent, most important information. And the reason why we're talking about IMDb is because IMDb owned by Amazon and Amazon and Alphabet, you know, Google are, are very strong compadres and that that's a high data point. And there's so much we do on camera that does not get converted to a data point that's searchable, whether it's whether it's a, a, a news conference or a podcast or a, a group call. And, and by bringing that over to IMDb, you have the ability to make a data point that Google knows about. That's, some, that's, Really Wait, this awesome. is hugely important. And this is, and I, I didn't think that we'd be going there, but just the, because uh, I don't want to talk about SEO exactly, but the everyday version of discoverability, I ask people every time someone reaches out to me, you know, for coaching or to work with their company, I'm like, how did you find me? So one, the shareable, because they were referred by someone I don't even know is one of the things that I love going well, that was so nice of them. I wish I knew them so I could actually send a thank you, but it meant that my information got shared. So that's really awesome and powerful. The other thing though, too, was just like, I put in media coach, New York, or I put in whatever search term and you came up first or you're on page one. I can't even tell you that that is golden. And when I discovered, gosh, maybe a decade ago when I wasn't on page one and I flipped out, I mean, that changed everything <laughs> when I started to get really active into my marketing story. But I meant like that is, that is a serious version of discoverability and shareable because yeah. I was doing that all the time for casting or for resources when I'm researching things for clients, right? It's very few people go do such deep dives that you get past page one or two. Yeah. So that, but anyway, the reason it made me think to connect these dots was actually to remind is because Google Alphabet, to your point, loves, requires action, doesn't like anything to be dormant. And so mm -hmm. that's why it's really important to blog, to do whatever, to tweak your website all the time so that it looks, so to present the notion, the notion that there's activity taking place because that increases your ranking right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And that's what it's called ranking. Ranking is the is the term used when you appear on, on page one of Google. And to your point, yeah, I mean, how many people even scroll down? If you're scrolling down to the bottom of page one on Google, then like you're looking to copyright something. You're looking to like, <laughs> just, you know, like what, what good comes from page two of Google that Google doesn't give you up, up at the top of the, of the page. Very, 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 there are numbers. I don't have them in front of me because they're, they're really low though, in terms of, of scroll down. What we're talking about here on IMDb, these data points will actually, because it's IMDb and owned by Amazon and Google, I mean, in Amazon in partnership with Google, not that they're owned by each other, but they're work they're collectively. Sympathetic. Yeah, a lot better than Apple. You know, Apple's not in that mix there. Um, is that it brings your sort your search results, and I don't want to go too deep into SEO, but all of this is about helping you have better searchability. It will put, so if you type in, I have a podcast in Google and you search, I have a podcast, it will come up above the ads. That's how powerful of a data point this is, right? If you type in a search term, more likely than not, you'll get three or four ads, and then you'll get the free search information, you know, down below. Um, and what we're talking about here allows you to actually be discovered above the ads. And it really is, it's about, it's about letting Google know, about letting these digital platforms know that this is important and relevant 
content. And uh, that's again, in the alchemy of, of how do I take action on, you know, my resume? Well, just make sure your resume is current first and foremost, because the action is going to be different if your resume, your page isn't updated and that, and then the action, you know, there follows. I love it. But we just shared, you have just shared so many actions that anyone can take today to actually, again, create momentum and get different results. So we had shareability, right? And we have distribution, or yeah, we have amplification, distribution, aggregation, aggregation, they're aggregate. aggregators, they're called media aggregators, aggregators. Blog aggregators. Okay, so what was what's number four, full on aggravation that those are my <laughs> those are the three those are the three buckets of exposure. And then okay. I, I'd love to give examples of of ways to set people up to, oh, be please, do. to share, please do, right? because sharing could be content. Sharing could be content, it could be a really funny meme. That's tiny. That's a meme is really tiny, but it made me laugh. It evoked an emotional, you know, some maybe a nostalgic slash emotional feeling. And I wanted to share that momentary emotional moment that I had with somebody else. So, so those, those do well, you kind of have to be really funny, usually, or really sharp, sharp tongued or, you know, whatever. I, I don't got that. I don't have the, the mind for the comedian. But for me, the content that shares the best for me is evergreen content. Mm-hmm. Is the content that I'm creating that doesn't that doesn't need to be historically funny right now in the moment. That's just solid, true, and I can keep coming back to it. So maybe this conversation in in and of itself would be a form of evergreen content that I know I can share. And if I share conversation about discoverability with the people that who care about that conversation, I know that it will be a com- a, a, a post and a page and a conversation that will continue to be shared. Um, products, obviously, products are things that can be shared. So albums, merchandise. I even want to bring up merchandise falls into the product category. So services, right? Services for sure. Services fall into the category. A little hard to touch. Um, it's a little hard to share. Well, I guess you can share services. I can buy a service for you. So there's a great example of. Or just like, sharing information about a service. I have to tell sharing you information about services to like-minded or hey, I thought you might find this interesting. Also stories. In fact, I love sharing some of your stories. I'm sure I think about, I probably can think about like some of the, oh, I know what stories I, would, I share of yours frequently. Not to say as if they're mine, but I would say, hey, my friend Barbara had the story where this happened to her. And then I understand now why sending out one email could literally change your life because it, my friend Barbara t- showed me the email that changed this guy's life. And you know, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> stories, you know, stories are, are that's, that's why I love sharing my story so people can have them to share. And I'm sharing stories of pop culture in the early 2000s, late 1990s, you know, uh, in, in, in the podcast verse right now, uh, uh, fr- fruitfully, I'm sharing them. I want those stories out there before Instagram came out. And, and for me, the fifth and sort of most valuable thing to share, if even if discoverability is the, the key, are contacts. And that's really networking. And that's, that's mm. what networking looks like is I have someone you have to meet. I got a guy. Yes. I have a guy for you. Yes. I can introduce someone to you. Yes. They would be perfect for this. And yes, you would love them on. So the ability to, to share contacts is in, in networking and that's, oh gosh, get me all choked up. But like, that's, that's what keeps me in this industry is the people. There's no people like show business and show business <laughs> just, just turned into every place with the screen. So I'm not trying to make y'all feel like you're like, you know, actors and stars, even though you're not, you're not, might not be actors, but you're all stars of your own shows, your own stories. And I'm here to help you, you know, 
create great stories, be discoverable, be more shareable. Um, that goes back about- to the theme then, what I'm hearing is generosity and value. Oh, you're I love that. up generously, you're sharing generously, understanding that what you're sharing has value to others. And then you're just mindful, strategic, tactical, whatever, that when you're sharing it, you put it out there in a way that is shareable and that you've been sort of clear to others on what action you'd like them to take. And you've made it easy for them to take that action. Yeah. I love that. I love, I love landing on those two words, generosity and and value. That's, I would say, give, give, give as much as you possibly can, knowing that the world is round. I'll say it that way, because, because if you give just a tiny little bit, you're not going to get the same results as if you give generously and deeply, you won't get the same results. You'll get a version of those results and they might not meet your expectation, but I promise you that if you give generously and you lead with value where, where it just it feels good to let people know this information. I, that's all I had. To, I had to create a podcast because I was like, I can't die with this info. Are you kidding me? If there's, if, if these, these people, we share this information, they're, they're fighting for our lives. They're fighting for our lives. They're fighting for our rights. They're fighting for our lives, for our family. This is like important information that, that anyone on any level can put into play. And if there's anything I can do to help, you know, um, finesse it. Cause I do believe that all of this strategy talk that we talked about is really macro and you and I love we're, we love the hands-on approach. You have to have a hands-on approach when dealing with people. So, um, if you've heard this and it speaks to you and there's anything I can do to help, you know, tweak or fine tune your reaction to like what we're sharing, please reach out. Thank you for providing your own segue. Um, Because it's just a a tip of the iceberg that I am so privileged to um, be a part of. Vinny, how do people reach out to you? Oh, that's awesome question. VPE.TV is my website. So five little letters, VPE.TV. And I implore, I ask, I beg of you to swing by and say hi, like just drop me a line. Um, Also, I'm on LinkedIn pretty often. LinkedIn uh, you'll get a pretty quick reaction from me. And on Thursdays at 4 p.m. Eastern on LinkedIn, you can find me uh, and my co-host Judy Fox doing our live social audio power hour. So every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, um, I'm on LinkedIn Audio Live. And it's cool because it's a it, LinkedIn Audio Live is um, people used to not have the ability to turn a microphone on within LinkedIn, and that's changed. So now that they have LinkedIn audio lives, it means that I can start a live audio session that anyone who has LinkedIn would have the ability to listen to. And if you have a microphone on your computer or your iPhone or your smartphone, um, you have the ability to join in live and talk live. And we've had thousands of people swing by. It's a, It's literally, I thought it was going to be the thing that like took all my energy and instead it's just given me so much more. Oh, I love that. Oh, thank you, Vinny. I can't wait to have you back for, you know, your hat trick. Um, (laughs) Right? Yeah, I can't wait. I love the, I believe in the rule of three. And I want to thank everyone for listening. And to Vinny's point, I'm very chatty if you can't already tell. So feel free to drop a line at any time via my website, ableintermedia.com. When you're there, be sure to download my free ebook, 12 Tips for Success on Camera and Off from the Today Show to Zoom Calls Guaranteed. And as always, please be sure to hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and share, share, share. Thank you.